everybody, what's going on? This is Dan. I'm your host, and you're listening to the Internship Podcast. Uh, what's up, Matt? I have Matt here with me, co-host. What's up, guys? So, just so everybody knows before we get started, our goal with this podcast is to help young professionals uh, who are navigating some decisions over the next few years that will impact the rest of their lives, and we hope that we can help with uh, with with those decisions and you know, making sure that you're set up for success over the next 20, 30 years of your life. So um, with that being said, we'd also like, if you do like our stuff, to share it, like it, tell a friend about it if you get any value. Hopefully you get some type of nugget of information out of this. Um, All right, that's it for the intro. Um, So today we're going to talk a little bit or a lot about um, experience or education experience versus education. Matt, what do you think is more important? Experience or education? Experience. Experience? So professional professional experience? Professional experience. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Okay. And I definitely have the same viewpoint. Now, I will say or I will ask, are there any exceptions to the experience uh, versus or experience trumps education um, piece? There are and there aren't. So it, it really just depends on what context we're talking about. You know, if, if we're talking about are there professions that you can get into where you don't have to have a four-year college degree, then yes, 100%. And then there's, you know, the exceptions where you need education. Lawyer, doctor, yeah. nurse, accountant, all the professional trades like that. Um, I, I truly believe you do need education. But still, even though, even so, in those instances – Edu- or the, the experience is still going to trump the education. Like you have to get through education to get to that point yeah. of experience. But I know for I, those particular fields, for that those particular fields, education. But I know, do- like I personally know doctors right. who went through uh, med school and said it was absolute hell. And then once they got into the real world, didn't actually know what they were getting into until they were in the middle of the hospital and had somebody code on them and it was life or death. Right. You know, it's like that is that experience is so much more valuable in doing your job than the education, because a lot of times, even though the education was definitely important to get them there, it's nothing like the real world. Right. Yeah. So we pulled up some information uh, online uh, just around this, just to kind of really drive our point home that experience is, is much more. Uh, important in education. And so I'm going to throw out a number. 27% of people who graduate college actually end up working in the field that they majored in. And I think that's important because it shows that just because you have a communications degree, such as myself, what's your degree? Communications. Yeah, I, I <laughs> The actually, easiest degree absolutely double, possible. <laughs> double majored in PR and advertising. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, – even though we have those degrees, are you doing any advertising? I'm not. I mean, maybe with this podcast down the road or something, but I have no involvement with advertising. Technically, one of my clients is an advertising agency, yeah. so I recruit, so for, you touch I recruit for an advertising agency. <laughs> yeah. So I, I talk to advertising right. people. Yeah, so like, so for both of us, and, and I think if you look at this 27% even further, would you agree that – um, what if you? What would happen? What would that percentage be if you took out the doctors, the lawyers, the engineers? It would be even less, right? I mean, 
the way I read the number at least, it might be 12%, you know, of the entire uh, graduating class of, you know, of all times, only one in 10 uh, or one in eight, whatever, are working in the field that they majored in, which is, is just shows that they got experience somewhere else in some other field, and now that's what they're working in, right? Because they have the experience versus the education. So we kind of want to drive this point home a little bit, um, but we also do think there's value in education. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, as we get through the podcast. Uh, so, you know, for one of the thing, one of the big things that we want to talk about is, you know, how do you gain experience, right? You're going through school. One of my big things that I wanted to talk about today is the finding a job while you're in school. What kind of job should you be working to get a leg up on the experience side? Because guess what? Two million people graduate, and this is according, who is this? Uh, the education, education.org. Uh, two million people are graduating with a bachelor's degree every year. So if you have some experience, you have a leg up. You're two years ahead of the person who doesn't have any experience. So the big thing I want to talk about today is really diving into what kind of job you're working while you're either in the, the later years of your high school career or through college or maybe you didn't go to college because there's there's plenty of career paths without college uh, as being necessary. Um, but would you do while you were, would you do, were you a bartender while you were in college? A bartender. Yeah. 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 So, and I would say, and, and to kind of go off that point, if we're going to get into it, I, I would say bartending was because in some form I'm in sales, you know, and I yeah, think I you, mean, can, you can always be sharpening your communication skills. Right. Um, you know, there's like customer service, just anything in the service industry, I feel like yeah. is, is sub is good. No matter what field of study that you're in, I do feel like it's yeah. good. Now, going back, if I could, um, if I could take, if I could go back into college in the lovely six years that I spent there, right, I would probably get an internship. Um, you know, and obviously at this point, I wouldn't know that I was getting into recruitment, but I had some type of, you know, an idea of like communication, sales, something along those lines. I feel like um, I would probably do. Like an AT&T, where it was a yeah. commission sales job and one, an opportunity to make good money, but two, there was training involved in it. Or, in all honesty, one of the hardest jobs, and they actually have one of the best training programs, is Northwestern Mutual. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. I uh, heard Enterprise has a really good training program, too. Enterprise has a great but training program. But you have to program. have a degree before you can even get into that one. Yeah, but you can work for Enterprise, and you can learn like the ins and outs of each of those little Enterprise dealerships. Yeah. I've got a bunch of buddies who did it. And then literally transitioned into a job through Enterprise. The management trainee program. The management trainee yeah. program, which is great. It's a great company, but it's also great, again, great experience for, for down the road. Yeah. Northwestern Mutual, you have to you have to pass certain tests, but they, you know, when you're a Northwestern Mutual rep, it teaches you how to own your own business. Yeah. It teaches you how to prospect, cold call, how to, you know, do kind of do kind of a needs analysis on somebody. And I feel like, um, and they hold you to certain quotas and stuff. Not to yeah. mention, you get to hang around people uh, that you're literally, you're, you're typically, you're interning for people that are uber successful at their job. So it's that kind of, um, I don't know what you would call it, like law of averages type thing. Yeah, like right. Like you can, the you circle can, of people you hang out with, you're going to be, 
you know. Yes. You want to be the person that's the least successful of the five people you hang out with or something. You want to be around people that are going to level you up, right? Right. So if I'm bartending and I'm hanging around a bar manager and there's nothing wrong with people that are bar managers, but if I'm bartending and there's a bar manager and he's there and that's all he wants to do and I don't want to do anything in the bar field, but I do want to do something in sales and owning my own business, I'm going to go with the guy who's built his own empire in Northwestern Mutual for somebody to rub off on me as opposed to the former. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, that's very similar. So I worked at Sunglass Hut. Um, I also worked Abercrombie, then Sunglass Hut. Um, And then I dove into college sports, so I took a couple years off. But what I will say is, like, I did have a base plus commission at Sunglass Hut. So I learned a lot of skills. And when you were a bartender, anybody in the service industry, you're learning a lot of people's skills, right? But the thing is, is that when you take that experience and you put it on a resume, yeah, you learn a lot of great shit and you have a lot of skills that can be um, moved over or transferred to a sales position with North, Northwestern Mutual or with Enterprise or whoever. They don't see that on your resume, right? Like, so they see that... What was the name of the bar you worked at? There was like five of them. Last call. <laughs> all right. So they see, all right, Matt, you were a bartender at last call. You know, um, that's great. But the guy down the street, he he ended up working in a real estate office. And he did some real estate sales or something like that. So does this make sense in terms of you're getting good experience, even though you're, you know, you're working at a bar? Um, well, it also depends on what you want to do. Because when I had to write up my resume... I wrote that, you know, I was assistant bar manager and I would manage people's schedules. Yeah. And that's uh, a whole other topic is how to I juice would, up your resume. Yeah, I would manage people's <laughs> I would manage people's schedules. I would promote the bar through social media yeah. and uh, print marketing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so those may have related better than just bartender, right? So you were getting skills. I, I guess my point is if I went to apply for a job and I said I worked at Sunglass Hut. They're going to say, okay, he, this guy just worked retail. Yeah, he has some sales experience. But, like, the job I didn't get out of college was um, it was a uh, – they, like, brokered food. So they'd buy food that was about to expire from, like, one grocery store, and they would get it to a grocery store that needed it really bad very quickly, uh, and then they would make a, a portion on that, right? Does that make sense? It's mm-hmm. really weird. It's like food brokering. Anyways, I didn't get the job because – I worked retail. Did I have the sales experience? Yeah, I think I had the people. You know, I had the people skills. I had the sales experience. I worked in a commission environment. But so your so your middleman your middle <laughs> middleman food company was so high and mighty that they thought Sunglass Hunt wouldn't be a no. Be a well, I mean, I don't know who they choose. We could, I should look that up. I don't remember who it was. I could probably go through some old emails. But what I'm saying is, is that they probably took somebody who had some. B2B sales experience or worked in an environment that was B2B, uh, which is business to business, um, versus somebody who worked retail in, you know, faces and frames all day and, and telling moms that, oh, are you are you shopping with your sister today? So, well, let me ask, let me ask you this, because a lot of people for the, a lot of these B2B type positions, these are full time roles. So what do you feel like it was? <clears throat> that you worked at Sunglass Hut or because the qualifications were, we need somebody who's been developing a book of business for two years in a sales No, I, I definitely think they were looking for somebody somewhat entry level that maybe, because it's such a, it was such a niche industry, right? That mm-hmm. like how many people have fucking brokered food before? Not many, right? Like, right. I mean, there's some people out there, but um, they were considering me. I made it to the final interview, all that. 
Um, maybe I just sucked and that's why I didn't get the job. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess my point to this whole conversation is I, my opinion and, and what I think everybody out there should do is find a job in the field that you want to work in or level up. Like don't go fucking work at Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Like go down the street. Like if, if somebody called you tomorrow and they said, listen, I'm in college, I'm, I'm two years in and you know, this isn't for me or this is for me, whatever that conversation looks like. But they ended up saying, I will work for you for free on my days off of school and I really want to learn this business and I'll do everything I can to learn it. I'll work for free. Mm-hmm. I can commit a year to you. Would you take that? 100%. Right. Like, absolutely. Especially yeah. especially because people won't do that. Like it's – and I'm not saying – well, obviously some people do. But if the drive and the want and the like well, you, myself – You're playing the, bleeding, the long game the bleeding, with that situation. The, not only the bleeding heart – but the opportunity to say, like, if this kid's this hungry at this early of an age that he wants to come <laughs> right. work yeah. for free and yeah. learn what it is that I do, then absolutely I'm going to take advantage. Yeah. And realistically, I'm probably going to make a couple of bucks off it. Yeah, and, and you might even pay the person just because they came to you and they said, I'll do this. And you might say, listen, I can pay you 12 bucks an hour. I can pay you 15 bucks an hour because nobody nobody's going to take advantage of you guys that is a good business person. Don't say – I was going to say get A good person, right? Yeah. Like, So if you, if you came to Matt or I and you said something like that, I would say absolutely. And not only will you not have to work for free, but I'm going to give you, you know, $12 an hour. And maybe that's all I have to pay at the time, but I want – I like the drive. I appreciate you going after – the opportunity and wanting to be a part of the business, but more than anything is like, you can go work at Chick Fil A for ten bucks an hour, or you can take this job for ten bucks an hour. You know what I mean? By so, the way, the whole point of this podcast is so about ten thousand kids between the ages of eighteen and twenty four come to us and offer to work for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, I don't need that many inquiries. Yeah, you know, hopefully we get there. Uh, but no, I, I guess the thing is, is like, look. If I had to go back, because you had said if I went back, what would I have done? I would have went to somebody and, yeah, maybe I would have kept selling sunglasses. But maybe I would have done it for a couple of less hours. And maybe I would have worked for somebody for free one day a week for a year. And I could put that I worked for XYZ Real Estate or XYZ Corporation or Logistics or wherever the fuck you want to work. I worked for them for a year and I have that on my resume. I worked for a legit company who's doing stuff that's in the industry that I want to do it in, and I have a year of experience. No, I wasn't full-time, but I have more experience than the other 2 million motherfuckers that are graduating with their college degree right now. And so when I go into that interview, I'm already ahead. And as soon as you get your degree and you're available full-time, you, the company you just asked to work for cheap because you could make the same amount of money at the local fast food joint, like – they may just hire you on full time. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's very similar to an internship, but you can be proactive with that internship search or with that job search. I guess I'm trying to sway people away from going to Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, again, and but they're totally understandable. Like he's not trying to neither of us are trying to say don't work through college, like either go do this or don't do anything. Obviously, people want to graduate with as little student loan debt as possible. But yeah, Go to something where you can get relevant experience. And, and com- to be completely transparent, like 
my uh, my internship was forced. Like we had to find right. an internship and be unpaid in order to graduate. I did get some good experience out of it. Um, I actually did it for Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Eastern Missouri, who I was uh, already volunteering for for about four to five years. But I'll be honest, like I they didn't have an internship, and I kind of made one for them. And the whole goal of mine, even though I love the organization, I think the whole goal of a lot of people's internship is like, let me get something on paper that said I interned at this place and let me right. see how little I can actually do. And which, I, I've done that. Which, yeah, again, and I think everybody everybody gets to a point where, you know, at some point you want to do, you want to get the most out of the least amount that you can do. Like that's just human nature, right? right? But I guess kind of one of the, the underlying themes here is like eat shit early, right? Yeah, like, well, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so, like, and just so that before we move on, like, I had a girl come to me who was a friend of a family member, and she wanted to be in HR and recruiting in the corporate world. Kind of falls in the HR world in most cases, not everywhere, but in most cases. And uh, she said, "Hey, I want an internship." And I was, I mean, we're we're small, you know, we don't have a ton of employees. And I said, "Well, yeah, I'll pay you." You know, I think it was 10 bucks an hour, but I wasn't an accredited like internship provider of, you know, Missouri State where she went to school. But I said, listen, you come intern for me. I'll fill out whatever fucking paperwork you need done so that you get your credits. Right. And I think that there's so many business owners that would fill out the paperwork and do do whatever needs to be done to make the internship happen. Even and, you know, this is. This is a podcast where we're going to be real. Like, even if you need 20 hours and you're only working 10 hours, I guarantee you there's a lot of business owners that will say, yeah, they did 20 hours. You know what I mean? I mean, would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. And, again, do not take this as <laughs> Dan and Matt's advice for scamming the system and getting by. But I, I do. But it's but, but it's the truth. Like, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I mean you guys are going through this shit. Forced internships are kind of bullshit anyway. Um in my opinion, you know, I get, I, I understand why I do them, you know, so maybe not a hundred percent bullshit, but there are a ton of companies that would take free work and that would gladly, and maybe Dan and I, just because we're, you know, has started our own businesses, maybe we're just one perspective, but from our side, it's like if somebody kind of, you know, we already talked about this. If somebody came in and they were like, listen, I want to learn the business or, Hey, I just want some type of real world experience and I have to do an internship. I'd be like, hell yeah, brother! Like, yeah. hop on in. I'll teach you. I'll teach you LinkedIn. I'll teach you all this stuff, which is probably shit you're going to be using throughout the rest of your career. Yeah, and, and I had a guy. So we'll wrap up the whole like just this part of the the podcast. Um, but I had a guy that came to me. He actually had graduated, but he didn't do an internship. He didn't have any experience. He was working for a friend um, who owned a manufacturing company, and he was in like shipping. Like he was making ten, twelve. 15 bucks an hour, I don't know, 12 bucks an hour probably. And, but he had a degree and he didn't know what he was going to do with his life. And he, he had zero experience in recruiting, but he came to me and he's like, Hey, you know, I have this guy that works for me. I think he would do better with you because, you know, he went through school, whatever. And so I brought him on board at $15 an hour. And guess what? A year and a half later, he was able to go get a job making $70,000 a year on base just from working for $15 an hour for a year and a half. And so even if you took off college 
from the entire table, right? Like, let's say you didn't go to college. Let's say you're just graduating high school and you walk into an office and you say, I'm going to work. Instead of going to college, I'm going to work for 10 bucks an hour for the next year. And I'm actually going to make money instead of spend money on student loans. And, and I'm just kind of flipping the education thing because I know we're about to dive into that. Um, and you get a year or two of experience working for shit money and eating shit, as you said. Guess what? You're going to be able to hop to another job and you're going to get market for somebody who's graduated college and has two years experience because education is only important for a very short window of your of your life really once you start your professional i guess career right i, I mean we yeah I, I would agree but i also believe that um again neither of us went into the field of study that we graduated with but I, on the kind of the other side of the coin, I do feel like education provides value. Like just the the idea of college, because it doesn't matter what college you go to. At some point throughout college, you were challenged, right? Yeah. There's and there's the there's the social aspect. There's you know the community aspect. If you were in organizations or fraternity or sorority, you know there's there's different ways to develop than just like, hey, I got this piece of paper that says I'm going to do this for the rest of my life and I'm going to go do that for the rest of my life. Right. So, and I'm kind of on the fence on this because I do believe that there are a lot of people that can go out there that can start to work right after high school and in the business world and figure it out and become very really successful. But I also feel that myself, although I didn't need my degree for what I have, I felt like if I would have stayed in St. Louis, I wouldn't have gone to college, then I wouldn't have found some of those people that helped me level up a little bit and kind of straighten my shit out and not be such uh, a fuck off, Yeah, I guess you could say. And it, it kind of goes on into this, what we just talked about, the law of averages. You're the average of the five people you associate yourself most with. And looking at kind of a little bit of data from ASU, college graduates, college graduate average at $53,000 a year. Is that is, after college? Yeah. Or, I mean, is that like the year after they graduate or is that like? It's, it says uh, making $53,000 a year and then it nearly doubles what high school graduates who go into the workforce make, oh, which, okay. is 20, okay. which is 27, seven. Okay. So again, is that bachelor's only? It says bachelor's. Okay. Correct. All right. So, so again, and, not to say people can't do it. I know people can do it. Yeah. But I am not completely sold on the, unless you're a doctor, lawyer, nurse, whatever, you don't need to go to college. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I agree with that. I think that there's a certain personality. Uh, like, so if you look at the majority of people um, who graduate from college or even go to college, um there's a there's a personality there that you might not get from somebody who opted to not go to college. Maybe they went into a labor trade or something like that. Like there's definitely a social uh, difference uh, in terms of personality. Um, but if you have that personality, you probably already have that before you get out of high school, right? So I guess if you change your perspective from you're still the same person, you learn a lot of lessons. But for me. Um, did college make me different? I think that there were experiences that I enjoyed there, um, but was it worth the uh, 80, 100 grand, whatever it was? You know what I mean? I, I guess that's where I'm trying to get to it is there's a, there's a personality of a person that goes to college for sure um, that is, and I think that 
you have some drive. If you're going to school, you're trying to better yourself. You're trying to get to the next level. You're trying to get out of school so you can get a good job. So you have a growth mindset, if that makes sense. And with that, like, you know, you're probably going to make some more money whether you finish school or don't finish school. So that's just my perspective on it. Um, and hopefully that makes sense. It does, 100%. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but that is an interesting stat. And then I guess, and I was going to combat you on that a little bit, uh, but I don't know if it holds water with, uh, I was basically going to say, okay, well, you're looking at, what was the, what were the two numbers? High school, college? Yeah. High school, college. So it was, uh, I think it was 53,000 college graduates, 27,000 high school graduates. Okay. So, um, so I was going to combat that with, well, what if you took out? the engineers, the accountants, the doctors, the lawyers. But if it's only bachelor's degree, I guess it doesn't hold as much water. Yes. You know what I mean? Because going back to the people working in uh, the 27% of people that work in the degree that they majored in, you know, that's kind of the – I was taking away the doctors, the lawyers to get to maybe 10% of people who actually graduate. Right. Just a bachelor's and move into the workforce, you know. So – uh, definitely interesting stat, but my opinion on it, there's probably a mindset there. And I think that people that go to college have a growth mindset or they want more for themselves. Yes, you know? they, they do. You know, I, I think so. And some people kind of luck into it because I was just, like I said, I was just kind of pushed into it and I don't feel like I'd be where, um, not to say I made it, but I don't feel like I'd be nearly where I am today if I would have stayed home. Yeah. I felt like I, I felt like I really do feel like there could have been a chance that I had a completely different path. And obviously we'll never know that. But I think what we can take out of that right there is be, there's people that can obviously be uber successful right out of high school, and they find the people they, – they usually have a, a good understanding of what they want to do or where they want to go, or they start working. They start eating shit, and they start taking job after job after job until they find something they're good at, and then they take the fuck off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when they find something they're good at, they usually almost all at all times find somebody that was good at that job as well, Right. Right. So, and then with the college, it's like, okay, I'm talking to, uh, you know, I'm hanging out with a lot of people that are graduating college that are going on to be engineers, doctors, or, you know, high-level salespeople in, you know, Fortune 500 companies or whatever the hell it is. I think the big takeaway from that is no matter what it is that you do, that the law of averages is something that I'm a firm believer in. It's find people that are going to level you up. So find people yeah. that are better than you or doing something that you want to do or they're more successful than you, whether it's mentors or people around your age and stick around those yeah, people. I think that's a whole podcast, like just yes. auditing your circle of influence that you have around you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I thought this podcast would be a little bit longer, but I feel like we got through what we wanted to get through. Yeah. I mean, we got through the, uh, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So, all right guys. Well, I'm going to wrap it up then. Um, I really, really appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully you got some good info, advice. Hopefully you can take this and call your local company and go work for free. <laughs> you don't have to do that, by the way. We're just trying to give you some perspective on how to get some edu- or how to get some experience while you're getting your education. So Dan wanted to drop that his company is called for Full Circle Placements in case you wanted to Google it and the phone number is. We, we actually got our, yeah, no, no. We got our first ad sponsor and it is uh, Talent Acquisition Partners. LLC. <laughs> LLC, which is Matt's company. TAP for short. TAP, yeah. And his signature in his email when he emails you back about your internship is about the size of 
the St. Louis Arch, I would say. So it's one of two things, and I'll let you be the uh, – <laughs> I'll just let you shit, leave man. it to the imagination. It's either one, um, it's that big because brand recognition, you are never going to forget what my logo looks like, or <laughs> I'm too illiterate in the technical field to figure out how to make my signature smaller. Sounds like you need an intern. Sounds like, sounds like I need an intern. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been super fun. Really appreciate you listening. Again, if you guys like our stuff, get any value, please. If you know somebody that's going through the same shit that we're talking about, maybe just share this one episode with them and, and have them check it out. So... Uh, Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.